Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. immediately have a thumbs up <laughs> hey sorry we're starting a little late today if you're uh, if you're watching live on YouTube somebody might have forgotten their notes might have you'll need to unlock your iPhone <laughs> <laughs> trying to talk to me right now yeah I had a breach in my brain came this morning without my notes <laughs> Brent had a breach in his bag <laughs> I had a, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need to clarify that one. I was I had some chicken. I was gonna I was running late this morning because my yeah my bag that my marinated chicken in broke broke loose and I spilled chicken juice on the floor, yeah. which is gross. And uh, so yeah, that's my excuse for being late. Yeah, you gotta use chemicals to sanitize that, right? Yeah, a little 409. Something. 409. Yeah. Yep. Oh, did you did you what what title did you come up? Uh, we said get mad at God, mm-hmm. boycotts, mm-hmm. and a hymn. Ah, it's close. It's supposed to be getting mad at God is what I said. I, oh, I thought say. you said get. No, getting mad at God. We, we can, we can no, that works. Order. That's like really close to what I had. Yeah. So yeah. It's perfect. We anyway, we got, we got this guy back. So. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Thanks. Went had to Idaho. Good, good trip. My mom <clears> sat on the beach. Mom and dad celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary, which was a, a pretty major accomplishment. Awesome. And What did you guys do for them? We just had a big family get together. Okay. Uh, like got them a, got a plaque with. Well, we on their actual anniversary, we sent them to a place called Wolf Lodge, which yeah. is a steakhouse Isn't on that? the lake. Oh, okay. Um, and they, they went there, and we, we paid for their dinner. They didn't know what they went there for their anniversary dinner, and when they went to pay, they said it's already covered. Gotcha. Which they were surprised at. That was cool. Nice. Isn't there a place called Wolf Lodge in Washington? There's the Great Wolf Lodge. That's what they they were like. This isn't something? the Great Wolf Lodge. This, this isn't is that just, one. It's just the regular Wolf Lodge. <laughs> okay. But it's cool. It's on Lake Coeur The subpar. Yeah. Good steaks. Anyway, and then we had a wedding we went to for my niece in Montana. So, kind of a busy trip. Lots of family. Great sure. time though. Good. Glad to be. I was ready to come home. I don't generally. I'm, I'm good for about three days away yeah. from home, and then I'm starting to get a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. There's no place like home. There missing is. your bed, missing your pillow, toilet. Yeah. All the all the things. Shower. Right. Yeah. yeah. All of it. So <laughs> you missed us most. Yeah, of all. you guys. I did. Actually. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. I did watch last week's. Uh, one decent pastor, and it was very good. Yeah. Jeffy came in. Jeffy came in. Did a good job as always. He always yeah. does. Yeah. And now the band is back together. Yep, the band is yeah. back together. So it's going to get crazy. Raring to go. Jacques says good morning. Jacques, are you morning, still in Alaska? From Alaska? Yeah. And I have no idea if there's anything to announce because I'm still confused about what day it is and what's going on. But today's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured that out <laughs> since we're here. Um, there's nothing new to announce. We still have a baptism coming up, but not till September 11th, okay. and uh, which is the picnic as well. But I don't think there's anything that's been added. There has been a ladies' thing added, but that's no one cares about that here. Craft day, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Craft, craft. craft. No, no one say, cares craft about that. Day. Did I say? Okay. Just make it clear okay. what you're saying, Brent. All Sorry. Right, so we just lost all the ladies that were tuned in. Are you serious? Were there <laughs> ladies tuned in? I mean, we know that Don tunes in. So. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Yeah. Is usually, that it? Usually Don says hi, and she hasn't been in the comments in the last couple weeks. So. Oh, I gave up at 10.02. She's like, I'm out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more banter? No, get into it, man. No more fun to be had? And Jacques is still in Alaska, he says. We miss you. We miss you, Jacques. Yeah. 
I think he's been tuning into the the men's Bible study too on Wednesday mornings down there. Yeah, Mike. So they've been speakerphone on on a phone, (laughs) so he can sit in the. Yeah, he yeah talk about missing missing his peeps, man. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. He's hitting everything. So yeah, we miss you, Jacques. Hope you're having a great time. All right, let me pray. We'll go at it. Lord, thank you uh, for another morning together. Thank you for bringing Brent back. Uh, that we can have him here with us, God, and we just pray that you would help us as we talk about the things we're going to talk about, that we would uh, um, speak wisdom uh, with these things and how we view them, what your word says about them, that we would um, just uh, be able to uh, see a proper way to look at this stuff. One of them is very difficult and kind of close to home to a lot of people, God, so help us to just speak truth into it, something uh, just to represent you right and to represent this subject right, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Confused. All right. First one was a question that came in from, yeah. from someone. Um, but it is, this is a common one. So this is a question I've had for a long time. Uh, is it okay to be mad at God is the question. So, um, or is it okay to be angry with God? <clears throat> It's, it's actually a bad question, the way that it's worded. <laughs> right. Right, because, it, because I think it's obvious, like, it's not okay to be mad at God, and maybe we should start there. Like, like why, why wouldn't it be okay? Like, oh, this is fine. I was thinking, if you asked it, uh, if you were asking the question, do we have a right to be angry with God, the answer is no. Yeah, okay. Um, but if you, if you were to ask, does God understand when we express anger toward him? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah, for and sure. That's a helpful distinction. So, because I, I mean, when you really say, "Do we have a right to be angry with God?" He's God, right? <laughs> and right. so, do we have that right? Right. I, I don't think we probably do. If we really, sure. boy, if we really go to the end of that road and, and think it through, right? But does He understand? Or you know, I, I don't know. I think all of us are mad at God at times, whether we want to admit it or not. Sure. So, so like, uh, yeah, and He understands. He does. So, like, I, I think is it inevitable that we're going to get mad at God? Yes because of who we are and our sinfulness. But is it, is it okay? I would say no. And that's based upon yeah. who he claims to be, right? Because right. yeah. if he's right, like he says he is, and righteous and just and all these things, perfect in all that he does, then there, there is no, like what you're saying, there, there is no valid, you know, example that we can ever right. come to where right. there's a justifiable anger yeah. with him uh, because of his character. So. I read something this morning from Keller, not even in preparation for this, just kind of scrolling through my feed when I woke up, and Keller had something where he talked about that that if you're mad at God because he didn't come through for you, you really just expected him to facilitate your own agenda. And just this idea that, like, God's my genie in a bottle, and, sure. and you know, I'm, I'm directing God to do these things in my life, and he didn't do these things in my life, and therefore, you know, I have the right to be mad yes. at him. So well, we're going to get there, but it's fundamentally a role reversal. Yeah. When, yeah. when we do, anyway. No, we'll you, if that. we're going to get there, I'll, I'll just let you keep going. Have you guys ever been angry with God? Never. Ever. You're awesome. Chad, I knew <laughs> that with you, bro. No, that's, that's sarcastic. Today? Sarcastic. I was angry yeah. just now, running home to get my notes, <laughs> and every car I got behind was slow, and the light went stinking red right when I got to it, and I'm going like, really? <laughs> really? I mean, the idea of, like, you know, just shaking your fist and cuss, cussing them out kind of thing, I yeah. mean, I, I've never been at that point. Yeah. But just just baffled by what he's doing and, and almost kind of mm-hmm. questioning him and sure. and and uh, 
I don't know, more more that maybe than just so like, straight up anger. Sure. Discouraged or Yeah, I mean probably pretty close to angry. But I mean just just questioning him and, and doubting him and feeling like, What have you done? Yeah. Why God, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that for sure. Yeah. But I've never just flat out just cursed the heavens and said, you know, yeah, right. I hate you or something, you know, along those lines. I don't, I don't think I've ever said those words, but I have <laughs> yeah. absolutely had prayers. I think I've joked about this before from the front. Like I've had prayers that I'm glad <clears throat> nobody heard except for him. Like they're just so bad. Like where I've just said horrible things to God out of straight up anger, just yeah. in the moment. And even even if they weren't like in my prayers, like animated, like I've done I've done that in my heart and my mind. Right. You know, and he and he sees that, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I've def, I've definitely, uh, and and I've actually battled for yeah. for a time now in ongoing, uh, I would say, anger with God. Like I, I disagree with this one thing in my life that He's choosing to do a certain way, and I'm having a hard time relinquishing that and letting go of of that. I just I just think He's wrong, and I don't understand yeah. why He's doing it the way. So. Um, and we're going to get to this too, like the dangers of staying there, because there are dangers with right. staying there. So, yeah. um, anyway, so we, we've all, Chad, you've gotten angry with God. Yeah, I, I asked why, and it's just how I'm wired. Sure. It's like, like if I could understand this more, then maybe I wouldn't be mad about it. Sure. And so a lot of my prayers are just like, you know, like why does it have to be this way? You know, help me to understand it. Sure. Then once I understand it, then then maybe I can question it and, and offer a better suggestion, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, just me me. It's more about like I'm frustrated that I don't understand yeah. always what God is doing and why He's doing what He's doing. You could probably like wonder why, like want, desire and understanding without being mad though, right? Sure. Like those those can be right. Those can be two different things, right? Like that that would be but, like but really, a lot of my frustration is like that's it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. why that could why turn this, into anger. You know, why that <laughs> when you don't get an answer, right? right. <laughs> when no understanding comes. Right. So the, the the next natural question is when it happens when we do get mad at God what are some we've already touched on a couple of these but let's go a little farther into this what is it fundamentally that that causes us to be angry with God like some what are some of the things that make us angry with God it could be a lack of understanding or whatever well, I mean lack of but, faith at the end of the day it, it, okay you know. hey, yeah just, just the idea one. just the yeah, idea that sure. we that I deserve something different than what I what I've gotten there you go. is is at the root of it for me and, yep. yeah. and that's where I you know I guess my theology is kind of uh, it's kind of cool when your theology kind of matches up to yeah. you know, where, where it should affect your life and so I don't do that much anymore because I I kind of realize if I really got what I deserved I'd be in big trouble absolutely so I, I don't get mad at God in that way because I thought if he gives me what I deserve I'm right. hellbound yep. so anything that's not that is yep. is probably way better and so perspective in that is, is is big but I know for most people it's like I'm getting a raw deal here God and you deserve yes. you know I deserve more and I deserve better yes. and you're not giving me a fair deal is I think where it kind of comes from and I've felt that before for yeah, sure for sure but then I balance that with the perspective of what I just mentioned yeah, and it, sure. it kind of tempers it so. so so again when we place ourselves at the center right of everything then yeah. then all all that flows like all, all that seems justifiable for us to have problems with God and take issue with what he's doing because don't you know who I am? And well, and I know know and the, the bummer of all this is the prosperity gospel has crept into the church. Yep. It's crept into no, the no, theology no to where we have this idea that 
if I get into any kind of uncomfortable yep. predicament that I don't like, God is on the hook to get me out of it. Right. And we believe that stuff. Yep. And so when it doesn't sure. happen, yep. then you start to get angry. Like I, put, I paid my tithes. I did the stuff yep. that you asked me to do. And now where are you? Right. And I don't, that, I don't deserve a, to suffer. Or, or we're told you know, that any of those negative things are actually from Satan and not God. Right. <laughs> Which right. gets us out of being angry at him, but it still but puts us in the center of Even everything. if they're from Satan, God's... Got the power to get me out yeah. of this, and why isn't he? And yeah. so then you start getting mad because you yeah. bought you, but you bought into a false system of, right. yep. you know, a, I don't know. Yeah, and we don't need help with that. Like we, we are naturally bent towards like if something <clears throat> is troublesome in our lives that comes our way. Yeah, then uh, it can't be of God, or else it's some kind of form of punishment or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's just the way that we react. So yeah. the ones that I wrote down, um, when I get angry at God, what's behind that usually pain. So any, any kind of, again, opposition, something that's uncomfortable in my life, it's it's automatically bad, not good. It can't bring anything good. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, and yet because of my my theology of the sovereignty of God, he's on the hook for that. And so you, you spiral into this bad, bad place. Um, disagreement. Like, I, I just don't agree with you. I, I feel right. like there's a better way that this could be done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we talk about this all the time. Uh, lack of faith is probably like number one. Ultimately, that's what it is. Yeah, at the end of the day. If you got a problem with God, like, yeah, the baseline, the foundation of all of it runs down to not trusting in God. Trusting that he's he's good. Yeah. Lack of knowledge. Yeah. So lack of understanding is another one. And then love of self. Like those, those, (laughs) like the ones right there that I I can identify in myself when I've gotten mad at God, uh, for sure. So, um, and again, it's, oh, go ahead. I just think you think of Romans eight that you know like if you love God and you're called according to His purpose, everything works together for the good of the believer, and so that like reading between the lines of that that like there's things that aren't going to be good in your life. Yes, right? but but that doesn't mean that God isn't good. Yes, that doesn't mean that God won't redeem the things that aren't good to work for. Well, your good. Isn't that part of the problem though? Is trying to like um, bring those two things together, like yeah, accept both of those at the same time. Right, that God is always good and bad things are always going to happen. Right. <laughs> and, and somewhere in that, God works for our good through bad things. Yeah. No. I, I don't, I don't can't fully wrap my mind around no, it. No, I can't either. Um, but, but at the end of the day, like, do you believe that to be true? So well, this, and right, if, he's really, it's true. if he's really accomplishing his plan and his purposes and, 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 you know, how that works out, we have no idea. We don't yeah. see what he's doing. But I, there's a great color quote that says, if we knew what God knows, we would ask exactly for yep. what he gives. Yep. Yeah. And and I think we just don't we don't know what God knows. We don't see. I don't think that's a killer one. Well, it, it's yeah, it, right. no. I, I mean, I think I think that's one of those ones that's been oh, passed down for anyway, generations. It's definitely. Yeah. But when yeah. you look it up, it'll say killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of his books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, but it's, it's, it's good. It's, yeah, I think we just book. we just don't realize that we've got somebody who is good and all knowing and all powerful, and he's really at the helm, and he sees around the corners, and he's doing something we can't imagine. And yeah. If we if we knew him, like really knew him, we wouldn't get mad at him for sure. Right. Job says, I like where you guys are going. You're falling right into this. Okay. We're all thinking alike here in our progression of our madness. Imagine that. Job, uh, Job says, I think it's around chapter 7. I, I can't remember. Man is born into trouble. Man is born into trouble as sure as sparks fly upward. Okay. Mm. Which, which, again, is speaking. Uh, well, what's he saying there? <laughs> Man is born into trouble as sure as sparks fly upward. Yeah, like we're not going to get out of this life unscathed. It's inevitable. Right? It's, difficulty is going to come our way. Things are not going to go the way that we want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the story is going to be different than what we would write. Like I think about that and, you know, 
like in my own life, oftentimes my thought is like, well, I, this isn't the story that I wrote. Right. Yeah, or that I am writing or would like to write, but, but it isn't the story that God's writing. Well, and you've got the kind of trouble that everybody experiences, flat tires, broken arms, yeah. just yeah. just things that happen. In Sun life. shining on all yeah. kinds of people, yeah. rain falling on all and kinds of people. And we get mad about that kind of stuff because, yep. again, it just is arbitrary. But there's also the kind of trouble that we bring on ourselves. Right. And then I see people get mad at God for that. It's like, you have literally created these circumstances <laughs> right. yeah. by your actions and choices. And, you're, and then you're mad yeah, at God. Yeah, but God allowed me to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He could have stopped it. It's true. Well, this is the sovereignty. This is <laughs> yeah. this is really at the heart sure. of, of where we can really get fouled up. Like we can really get buried in um, in a frustration of theology, theology and reality of yeah. the character of God, as well as what He gives us. And this is this is kind of what I see in that in that Job quote. I just ran by it for some reason because we can believe wholeheartedly in God's sovereignty. Right, like God, God is fully sovereign over all things. If we read our Bibles, like, um, like He He determines which way dust particles are going to fly. <laughs> like, like He's in control of like, of like, um, everything. Um, but, but we can get mad at Him because the troubles, you know, are occurring. Right. And we join that with that sovereignty and, and think to ourselves like, why, why, why can't you fix this? Why didn't you allow me to avoid this? You know, mm-hmm. it goes on and on and on. So, how do we balance our sanity? Uh, like the difference between God's ability to do all things and yet trouble being inevitable. Like, well, I, th- I think if we put that together, there's <clears throat> kind of this mystery that we live in in between God's sovereignty and, and the trouble that comes our way. Mm-hmm. That that if God is sovereign, if He controls all things, if He's good, if He's for me, then for the believer, like whatever trouble comes your way, there's a sense in which you need that in order for God to accomplish what he's accomplishing in your life. Yeah, it has a purpose. Right? Yeah, there's a purpose behind yeah. it. Yeah, I think the other one that for me that, that you know I, I go back to all the time is, is, is looking at the cross. Look at what God did for us there. That tells you about the heart of God. He, yeah. he was willing to crush his son for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. That means he's, you know, he's for you. He, well, again, this is the greatest good. Yeah. Like this is the yeah. greatest possible way that he could display yeah. that he's for us. And we're, we'll actually end. Yeah there but but you're absolutely right but I mean, anytime you're going whatever you're going through you you what god why 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 are you doing this to me and it's like wait a second remember what i remember how i loved you remember what i did for you and so rem- remembering that always kind of brings me back to true north again sure and that's where you know just yeah. just meditating on the gospel and his love for us at the cross sure is critical yeah sure absolutely um i think i think like at the at the bottom of it we already mentioned this like everything comes back to with, with my anger, my disappointment, my frustration with God that I go through is is a fundamental like slip up of failing to remember like who God is and who I am. Yeah. Like, that, the bottom line is it's it's like a it's like a role reversal in myself, which constantly has to be undone and corrected. Oh, wait, you know, the universe doesn't exist because of me. It exists because of him. Right. <laughs> like like it's all it, it's all it's all those things. So it's fundamentally like me just forgetting like who I actually am right. as, a, as a fallen human being and who he actually is as a perfect deity, you know, um, which easier said than done. Um, do we see people in the Bible get mad at God? And, and the only reason, like, this might be helpful is because let, it lets us know that we're not, yeah. like, unsaved or that we've lost our salvation when we get angry. My man David. Yeah. My man David's the one I, I put, every, I put every that Every page of the Psalms. Okay, so so Psalm 13, can I just read part of this one? I, I just had to pick one out of a gazillion. So uh, how, how long, oh Lord, question mark. And, and his tone's probably different than the, the way that I'm going to read this, all right? 
will you forget me forever? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, how long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Um, consider and answer me, God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice and I have been shaken. Um, anyway, he, he goes on and on, like, like this kind of language. Like he's not acting like it doesn't exist. Um, he's talking to God. Like he's, he's, he's letting this be known. Well, and I, I, I always love that David was called a man after God's own heart. After God's own and heart. And then you, while you look at David's life and you're like, Okay, it's possible to be like that and be a man after God's own heart yep. because he, he seems schizophrenic at times when you read the Psalms. Right. Yep. Um, just talking about the goodness of God and how much he loves him and he's worshiping and he's praising his name. And then he just starts like, curling rocks at God. Why have you saying, abandoned me? <laughs> and it, and it's, it's kind of what we're like as humans. And the fact that God understands and the fact that Jesus became man yes. knows what it's like to be one of us. And, and he's our advocate. He's our intercessor. Mm -hmm. He's that one that go between four yeah. us. means the world to me because, because I'm a mess sometimes. Well, even right? the spirit, like, um, taking our prayers, taking yeah. the things that we say and, um, cleaning them up, right? <laughs> like making them presentable, yeah. you know, which is kind of what Romans eight talks about to God. Because they're they're pretty they can be pretty unpresentable. I mean, but we're we're so much like the people that Jesus fed you know the five thousand. You know, he does this amazing thing for them. The next day they're like, hey, like, if you could sign. if you could show some kind of a sign, yeah. then maybe we'd believe in you. Yeah. And, and we're that way. <laughs> yeah. I think of how how faithful does God yeah. have to be in my life for me to finally trust Him and stop questioning His every move. Yeah. But. There I am. Yeah. When it when it goes down, I'm sitting there going, "Where's God? What you know? Did yeah. you abandon me? Yeah. Are you not good?" Yeah. And you start going through these things. And it's like, man, take a giant step back and, and look at the landscape of your life and yeah. remember yeah. all that He's done for you. And we need to do that for each other we as do. well. Just remind right. you know, every once in a while, just give a nudge and be like, "Hey, yeah, He's done a lot for you." Because our unbelief is relentless. Right? Yeah, it is. like it's relentless. It doesn't stop. There's never a, an event that happens where. Uh, we repent of our unbelief, and then we never show signs of unbelief again. Like it's right. something that's always creeping back in. Lord, I believe. Help my, help my unbelief. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's, it, it, it's, it, it's definitely that. So, yeah. so it's it's normal to get like we don't have to go through all these guys. Like it, it's clear. Like David in this language, like doesn't understand what God's doing at this point in his life, and doesn't agree with it. Yeah, he doesn't agree with it, and he's questioning God's tactics as if they're wrong. Right. And yeah. I think we can all yeah. relate to that. This is something that we see with people that God loves in the Bible. I Luther, want us, right. I want Luther, that. Luther was another famous one that had, had his, his moments with God where he just went to town, you know, yeah. upset with him and, and mad at him and trying to figure things out. And, yeah. um, and then look, look at what God did with Luther. You know, yeah. so. It's pretty and, and at the end of the day, like God can handle our anger. Yeah, like, he can. Even if we're sinful in it and it's not right, um, you know, we lack faith or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, God, God can handle it. He can. Uh, and, and he can forgive it. He can redeem it. Yeah. It's like one of our children when they throw a tantrum or they just, you know, don't trust us for a moment or they get mad at our decision. Um, you don't stop loving your kid. Right. Nope. You, you, you give them grace. You understand they don't know. They're a little kid. They don't really know anything. Exactly. Um, if they knew what that I That they're knew, even they incapable yeah. of understanding what we yeah. know as, as their parents yeah. right. at the time. They don't right. see it as a loving parent, you know, protecting yep. them. They just they just view it all wrong and yep. we're the same way. Yeah. We God knows way. that. He's, he's so patient with us in that yeah. regard. So it's normal. The, the, the answer to the question is, yeah, it's, it's normal for us to get mad at God. I'm not saying it's okay for us to get mad at God, yeah. but we will get mad at God. It's, it's pretty normal. Um, but, but it's not okay to stay there. Yeah. Why? 
Let's talk about this for a minute. Why is it dangerous for us to stay in a position of bitterness and resentment towards God? Bitterness, I don't think, typically goes away on its own. Hmm. Like, like, it just gets worse. It seems to linger. Kind of the more it? that you let it fester, right? Yeah, it lingers. Um, even if it just stayed the same, it's not good. But, but bitterness, like, it just gets worse mm-hmm. as time goes on. Yeah, somebody one time said it's a, it's like a poison that eats its own container. Yeah. And, and huh. it just yeah. it, it destroys you. Is that killer? That was killer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, or Luther. It could have been Luther. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the gospel coalition this morning. <laughs> no, it's dev- it'll just devastate you because you just sit in that constant. And I've seen people. We've all seen people like this. It just robs you of your joy, of your yes, peace, yeah. of your love, of your purpose, everything. Yes. It, it completely paralyzes you and, and turns you into this grump of a person that yes. that is really useless yeah. for the kingdom. I don't mean useless and as a yeah, for sure. waste of space, but I mean as far as what we're called here to do, it, it just sure. yeah, I think that the enemy uses that to just take our legs out from under. He totally yeah, does. Because we, we all know what like what like bitterness and resentment does, right? Like things that that haven't been resolved when we hold on to them, and that that anger is able to uh, perpetuate yeah. into something longer. Is it seems to uh, it actually seems to grow, like like you were saying, Chad. Like it, it creates more and more distance the longer that we hold on onto it. There's more and more separation. And to me, like, uh, as a living example of allowing this to happen at times in my life with God, like, that's true. And it's the scariest thing. We were kind of talking about it with somebody last night, is when you're in that position, you know it's happening. You know you're, getting, you're growing farther and farther apart from God because of your anger that you're not letting go from with him. And, and it's only hurting. It's actually devastating. And the, and the, the actual end game of that, if you were to take it to its end, of just a, like a, a complete separation from God is probably the most terrifying thing that you can have. You know, even even if you disagree with something God has done and the way he's gone about something, I think we all know, especially as children of God, that's the worst case scenario. Right. Is just not caring at all anymore. Not even having, you know, if it's possible, just complete fall away. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that is that is the biggest danger is that we, we're hurting ourselves and it's spiritual suicide potentially spiritual suicide. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, any other reasons you guys can think of why it's dangerous to to stay there in a position of being angry towards God? I think if you're not <clears throat> if you're not walking in faith, like, like that's a that's an indicator of you know your relationship with God and. And, and like we'll have moments, right, where, where we doubt and those kinds of things. But like an extended, you know, ongoing, you know, bitterness, like it's a lack of faith mm-hmm. in God at the end of the day. And, and the longer that goes, you know, as, as the bitterness does grow, the longer that goes where you're not able to exercise faith mm-hmm. and walk in faith, like that's just a foothold for the devil. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was going to say, it, it, because it not only affects your, your vertical relationship with God, but it starts to affect all your horizontal Absolutely. relationships as well. Absolutely. And, and, and again, if you've ever been around a person that's just angry and bitter, and yep. nobody wants to be around that no guy. Um, yeah, there's not life. You see, him, not you see him coming, and it's like, oh, here we go again. Right. They're just going to sit there and just give you a list of all the reasons yep. why you know, their life sucks. And it's, you know, I mean, it, nobody wants to be around yep. that. So not only are we not much good here, yeah. we're not much good no, here either. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Because this is what allows us to to be yeah. effective here and be a blessing here. And yeah, I've got a friend on Facebook, and I, no, he doesn't live around here at all. But he just constantly posts anytime something goes wrong in his life. Just it just he just craps, you know, right on Facebook Did for you everybody. Say to craft? See. Yeah, it's, it's just like it really feels craft? like craft. No, I said I okay. said it, dude. No, it, it feels <laughs> like you just, it's just like here it is. Here's, <laughs> yeah. a, here's and it's just so like, man, get over yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it's again, it's the same stuff everybody deals and with. And that's what you're seeing, huh? Yes. You're seeing yes. clear as day when you see it yes. that that person is infatuated with themselves. They put yeah. themselves in the middle of everything. Yeah. And it's it's like And of course I get over I, I do it too, but I just don't, don't Brent, you I've it. never right. I've never <laughs> <laughs> In the 20 plus years I've known you, I've never seen you do that. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. What should we do? What would you say to somebody who finds themselves in this position? What do you do when you find yourself there? When you find yourself angry with God, how would you counsel that? What's the solution? I already mentioned the, the, the idea of perspective. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we just need to take a giant step back and remember how good he's been. And, and there's even a... One of the, I think it's a proverb or a psalm, I can't remember, but it says, you know, with my lips I will praise God. Seven times a day I will mm -hmm. praise God with my lips. Mm -hmm. and, and I almost think an attitude of gratitude, you know, this idea of I will praise him seven mm -hmm. times. I will find things yep. that he's done that are praiseworthy, and yep. I will focus on those things and stop focusing yeah. on this, this garbage over here. Right. Because the more we look at ourselves, the more we get our eyes on ourselves and off of other things and off of God, and right. you'll just live in that state. So, so maybe take an yeah. honest survey yeah. right away. Um, and, you know, the, the Israelites used to put up monuments, you know, yep. whether it was a rock or a statue or mm -hmm. this or that. Right. So and that every time it. they came across that like, part oh, of the land, that. God did this here. And that story would be told. And mm -hmm. all those memories would come back of, of this event, you know, this thing that God did. So markers yep. are a good thing. And, and even if that's in memory, like step back and take a survey. And you need right. people in your, you need people in your life that are going to remind you of those markers too. Because, yeah. I, you know, I know right. that I, I appreciate you guys in my life. Um, to, to just give somebody that can give you the perspective that you can't get right then. Sure. That can say, wait a second, let's knock it off. Let's think about this, right. you know, objectively for a second. Because you're sure. not objective when you're mad. Right. But if you have people around your life that are, that can do it in a loving way. For sure. That's huge. Which and, is and not only that, like I was going to go there, that like, <clears throat> like I don't know when I'm bitter all the time. No. <laughs> Sometimes I know. There's no question about it. Well, we can't like, trust know, ourselves, right? Right. But, but I don't always know. We were going to wait till we were done. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I think we're oftentimes afraid to engage people. Like if, if you look at somebody and say, okay, that person's bitter, I see what they're going through, but we're afraid to engage them yeah. in that way. Well, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll get over it. And I think God has designed us to live with one another in such a way that like we kind of have this obligation to one another that like I need people in my life sometimes to yes. say, hey, hey, man, <laughs> you might not realize this about you, yes. but you know, I see this. So truth tellers. Right. So to be yeah. truth tellers in, in one yeah. another's lives and not be afraid to engage in that way. Yeah. So kind of going beyond the idea of just reminding people about all the good things. Like sometimes sometimes when you look at someone and say, look, you need to repent of this. Sure. Right. And kind of roll up our sleeves and get our hands dirty in a situation sure. because we love a brother or yeah. a sister. It's good. And because we can't trust ourselves, you know, to find the markers <laughs> yeah. or, or to find the repentance that's needing to be done within right. us, um, you know, there's there's wisdom and a multitude of counsel right. always, every time. That's what we find here, and that's what we've just... There's there's people that aren't sitting in the seat that we are, and that's helpful, yeah. not unhelpful. Right. Um, that are looking in and able to objectively, um, you know, call a, a ball a ball, strike a strike, and yeah. get our head out of our, out of our garbage. So. Right. I would also say um, believe your theology. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to do sometimes, but we, we have a theology about God and about His goodness right. and about His you know all of these sovereignty and all these things. But but sometimes we don't let our head and our heart mm -hmm. kind of talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And so when I see somebody going through something that's actually believing their theology about God, it's amazing. It is amazing. And uh, we just you know, but often you don't see that. So yeah, I um, for me um, I've learned that it, it is exceedingly sinful when I get to that point. So I don't take it lightly. Like oh, I'm angry. God, like I see it as like detrimental that I get out of it as fast as I can, and that like I'm the problem, not him. Like my theology, I yeah. I, I know that. So James one five's, 
you know, could be helpful for somebody here. For, first of all, it's like a repentance thing. That's believing your theology too. <laughs> so I need to repent from putting myself in this position that's more important than, um, than God. But James 1.5 is, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all. So when you're going through that, that time when you're upset with God, and it doesn't mean that he's going to tell you why he's doing what he's doing or, you know, like pull the curtain back. But the wisdom could be uh, a renewal of faith or, or a renewal of, of a theology that we're missing. Right. right. And so um, that, that can be a helpful prayer and a helpful ask, you know, is just for wisdom in those times that we don't understand, you know, what's going on. Ultimately, um, ultimately it, it's the Christ thing. Yeah. It is, I think, the, the biggest answer. I went there too quick, sorry. No, it's, it, it, it's okay. <laughs> but that's that's definitely where we, uh, where we need to end up. Sorry, I'm looking at something completely different. Um, no, but it is the beauty of the cross. It um, is. It, it, it's going back, you know, no matter what's going on, if you just spend some time there, and really consider who you are and who God is and what he's done for you, it's pretty hard to walk away from that angry. You right. can't walk away from that hill yeah. carry, you know, holding a grudge. Well, even, yeah. with, even with sovereignty, right? Um, yeah. So, like, we can part of our confusion could be that God is sovereign and yet he's allowing this, and that sucks. Like, you have the power to, to not be doing this. But even the sovereignty of the cross, like, even when you get to, to a place like Acts chapter 4 where they're praying, mm-hmm. and there's a point where Peter prays, like, like uh, that... That, uh, that even with Pilate and Herod and Judas and all that happened there, that he that God ordained that for the cross to happen. So you see the sovereignty of God in probably the most despicable, like horrific act that's ever happened in world history um, so that we could have life, yep. you know, come out of that. And so, like, his sovereignty proved to be very good and, and very favor in our favor. Yeah. Um, when we look at the cross. And, and it's already, it's done. It's back there. It's an established thing that he has done towards us, yep. which can relieve us of thinking, oh, he means bad towards me right now. Where's this going? How's this going to unfold? What's he trying to do to me? <laughs> like, well, it ain't bad because he's already done the greatest good, right. like you said earlier, right? Yeah. So, so the cross is, um, it's a super helpful, helpful thing. Um, I think I put his sovereignty um, at the cross assures me that he is most certainly for me when my current circumstance is trying to convince me that he's not. You're right. That's what the cross does every single time. And then you said something else that I think is just a good thing to remember. I think this one I found from R.C. Sproul. Um, but in the times of anger towards God, at any given moment, there's 10 million reasons for God to be angry with me. But instead, he's, he's clothed me in his son. Again, it kind of yeah, comes back to the cross yeah. again. So, um, and I think that was an R.C. Sproul thing. That sounds, I heard sounds, sounds good. It, it sounds Keller good. Or Luther. It was probably Keller. Did he preface <laughs> it with, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you mentioned, like when we were talking last night about like preaching the gospel to ourselves. And, yeah. and like these are the truths that we have to continually come back to. Um, you know, we need other people in our lives to remind us of those truths. But i got to remind myself of those truths as well. Uh, especially in the heat of the moment, you know, amidst mm-hmm. the difficulty, uh, to continually go back to what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen, for sure. And at the end of the day, praise God for the child of God. We know um, that that uh, separation, like I said earlier, is the worst possible thing that can happen. Like the child of God knows that. We see that with Job thirteen fifteen. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. 
Right. And, and he even goes on to say, and, and I will argue to his face. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going anymore, any, anywhere. Like, even, even though he's doing this and, and I've got a problem with this right now, like, um, like I'm not going anywhere. Uh, Peter did the same thing, you know, when the crowd left. And Jesus is like, you guys are going to go away too. And he's like, where else are we going to go? Like, you alone have the words of life, right? Um, and, and so the, the, the child of God will remain and persevere. Uh, through this thing, but um, but it's yeah. yeah, it's because we know he's ultimately he's the greatest good. So, yeah. all right, I don't even know if we should get into this next one because of our time, and I kind of I kind of put a lot into this. It doesn't mean we have to go into all of it. You want to do that? Maybe we'll skip the him instead. Christian boycotts. We're, okay. What are we doing? You want you want to put this off or what? Whatever you think. Yeah. I mean, we got about 10, 10 minutes, fifteen minutes. <laughs> You want to just do? Th- we can just look at the hymn if you want. Yeah, we're not going to make it through this. Okay. So I think this is. I think this is kind of a fun one, but also like an important one. Yeah. That we should probably spend a little bit of time on. Yeah. So we'll 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 come back to the, the boycott one another day. So the hymn that I chose. It's funny because like I do like this hymn, but I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorites. So I was watching an interview with uh, Paul. Who was the dude that the famous radio guy? Paul Harvey. Yes. So it was in 1980, and it was it was Paul Harvey interviewing. Um, See, the, that's the rest of the story. Is that Paul Harvey? Yes, and he was interviewing Billy Graham. It was like a half hour long interview, and um, and uh, they were showing all this Billy Graham footage and and whatnot. And there was always this song that he used commonly at the end of his crusades, which was you know just as I am. That was kind of like the altar call. And I was like, I remember that song as a kid. I'm like, that's kind of cool. So anyway, I grabbed onto that one to kind of look into to see what the, the story was. And it was uh, actually, I'll do what you did last week. I'm just going to read the words first. And then we'll kind of talk about the background a little bit. So there's actually like 1,200 verses. Uh, I'm going to read five. So it's they're super, they're super short. So uh, just as I am without one plea, uh, but that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, just as I am, uh, though tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings and fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come, just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, sight, riches, healing of the mind, yes, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come, just as I am, thou will receive, will welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, uh, because thy promise, I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. And the last one is, just as I am. The love of known has broken every barrier down. Now to be thine and thine alone, O Lamb of God, I come. So, And it's kind of a pretty hymn if you ever hear it sung, especially in acapella, which is how I grew up hearing all my hymns sung. It's not, it's not too shabby. It's, it's pretty strong. So it was written by a lady named Charlotte Elliott uh, in, uh, I don't know, like maybe the early 1800s or so. 1835. Do you got it there? I actually found several <laughs> variations of this story. This is the challenge these days with yeah. our internet is that everyone disagrees and has different stories on everything. So I, you have to yeah. like look at all of them and then like come to <laughs> right. like a, play, a place of truth. Anyway, bottom line, not to get into a lot of detail, she was an invalid. It's, it, people disagreed at what part of her life, they think it was fairly young part of her life, she became physically ill to where she couldn't even really get around or move around or do much of anything. And she just felt worthless, physically worthless for God. Like she couldn't do anything. And that physical um, ailment translated to her mind eventually and started eating her up spiritually, um, like doubting even, like, um, how, how can God have anything to do with me? I'm of no use at all. And so there was this condemnation going on, this attack in her mind um, that was 
basically from her physical thing. And there was some event that happened, I guess a very long night that she had with an event that was going on at the, at the church and her knowing that she couldn't be a part of this thing and wanting to be a part of this thing that she just battled all night and wrestled and somehow came through in the morning, I'm making a long story short, um, with just this renewed sense that, um, of, of speaking theology to herself that she knew, this renewed sense of, um, I don't know, she almost seemed restored almost overnight Value. this night. Value. Yeah. That someone did value her, and there was purpose and, and meaning in that mm-hmm. that value. Um, and so it was her, her theology finally coming back around and, and catching up with her. And she started writing poems. Um, there's quite a few hymns I didn't know that she wrote that were actually circulated, but this is one of the most popular ones that went into... Uh, uh, a bunch of hymnals was just as I am. So it comes out of, oddly enough, us talking about, I didn't realize this when I was picking <laughs> this hymn, is it okay to be angry with God? Here's a lady that was. She was angry at herself. She felt condemned. She was angry at God because she was worthless physically and, and spiritually questioning everything. And, uh, and God ends up um, having her, his, his perfect way with her and her finding value in that theology of, of the cross and Christ. And then... Uh, pinning this poem, which later got put to, to music and becoming one of our great hymns. And when you think about Billy Graham. A gazillion people come to the Lord with this. Using her hymn <laughs> yeah. right. at the end of every it's one not of those bad. things. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It's a pretty cool thing. I like so. that first line. I mean, I think it's kind of what we've kind of, the door has kind of been, this has been our philosophy, you know, just I, as I am without one plea. Mm-hmm. And that really just means like warts and all. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I got nothing. Right. It's just this is me. Here I am, and and you're you're saying I want you. Yes. I want you to come. We want you here. It doesn't, you know, yep. just as you are. Yep. And we don't want anybody to stay that way. But but right. obviously that's you know it's just a beautiful picture of what our church has been like over the years, and I hope I'll yeah. always stay that way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no cover charge at the door. No, <laughs> like, no. like 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 however you dressed, however you showed up, whatever condition you got to when you got to the door. Yeah. Like you you're you're gonna have admission. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're good. Center's welcome. Center's welcome. For sure. <clears throat> I was talking to a lady a couple weeks ago, invited her to church and she's like, Well I'm gonna have to dig up a white dress, you know, to come to church. Absolutely. <laughs> like no, nah, like you can just come as like that was a conversation. Like you like what you're wearing right now, you can come in and, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, nobody's gonna look down at you and you're gonna be welcomed and, yeah. and received and, and all of that. But yeah. just like that that was the mentality of like, Oh, I gotta clean up, you know, to come yeah. to church. Yep. Um and it's good for us to remember this as believers, too. So. She would have been the best-dressed person in church that day. Right. <laughs> she, she never would have dressed that way again if she came back. <laughs> that, that was horrible. Um, I was meeting with a brother the other day. He's, you know, kind of a newer brother in the Lord, but he's in the Lord. You know, this dude's a, a believer, and um, we've met for coffee, and he was struggling through some stuff, and that, this was his struggle. It was like, I keep doing this I, this same sin I just I, I can't get out of, and, and I want to, and this dude's agonizing over it, which is like, that's the money right there, you know? Um, but that, that's what I had to remind him of was right, right now, right where you sit, how you sit. Like, God can't love you any more than he does right now. He can't, let, he can't love you except you, you know, um, isn't uh, going to be more for you than he is right now in this moment. Even while you're in the middle of it, yeah. and and so it's that's that's also the the just as I am thing that you and I need to right. remember every single day as we look at ourselves and and put bullets in our you know <laughs> bullets in our head because we're just failures and sinners you know that that he, there there is a full love that we already have he's not gonna ever love us any more than he already well, does and, and that the idea that he's not gonna leave us the way you know how we entered yeah um, 
he's gonna he's gonna perfect us. He's gonna yeah. mold us into the image of his son. Yeah, and, yeah because he loves us, he's not gonna yeah. leave us there. But he does. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't have to yeah. clean up like this. It's not up to us to do it. He right. will. Right. He will God's work. It. And we can do it the easy way or the hard way. We can argue something like that. You know, there's, For sure. there's things we can do to actually expedite the process. For um, sure. But but praise God, He's faithful and He will finish yeah. the work yeah. He started. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And even when we don't see it, I was thinking when you were talking about the anger thing. Mm-hmm. I know you used this illustration a while back, and I'd used it one time too about the, the like a cross stitch thing or something mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, when you're, mm-hmm. you were talking about your grandma, and you'd mm-hmm. sit underneath and you'd see the underside of it, and she'd be working on this. For, it was a mess. For, for, it was a yeah. She'd be working on it for hours, and you're like, "This is what you're working on. This is looks like all you saw were strings and yeah. things hanging, and it looked like a complete utter mess. Just randomness. And then yeah. when you get to that 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 upper perspective, like where God is, and you look at what's being created, it's beautiful. It's insane. We yeah. just are looking at everything from from underneath yeah. right now, and it looks like a jumbled mess. That's like right. what's going on here, but but from God's perspective. He is accomplishing something absolutely beautiful yep, and yep. perfect, and, and we need to trust that. Yep, comes back yep. down to faith, you know, right. at the end of the day. But boy, he's proven over and over again mm-hmm. how faithful he is, how good he is, and we just need to remember that for sure. Amen. On that note, do you guys have anything else on the hymn or the subject today? What are we talking about next week? Christian boycotts. <laughs> well, I'm going to be out of town. I so. was going to talk uh, about, is it okay to be angry with God? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Why don't you talk about Christian nationalism instead? Well, you keep saying you're going to talk about that. Then yeah. Go, I did, I, chicken? No. I, did, I am a little chicken. Uh, we are going to talk about it. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure something. it out between now and next week. Yeah. We'll right, money and praise out there. Yeah. Okay. God, thanks for today and our discussion. Just pray that it was helpful uh, for people. Uh, I do pray for anybody that uh, tunes in that just might be struggling with being angry with you, um, the guilt that they might feel for being angry uh, or, or not being guilty and, and feeling angry either way. Uh, just pray that you would help us uh, to trust in you, that you would grow our faith uh, in the midst of our difficulties, uh, that you would help us to have eyes uh, to see some of the ways that you're at work uh, in the times in our lives when it's hard to see those things. I just pray that you would uh, meet us in ways in our difficulties that we can only explain by being from you. Let's ask in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, I would also just say if you're going through a period of time of difficulty or, or anger at the Lord or whatever it is, don't don't do it alone. No. Right. Um, it's okay to be honest about that with, with others and and to surround yourself with people that can can come to come to your side and help you through it. For sure. Yep. Yeah. And if you have any questions for us that yeah. you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, or look into, make sure that you get those to us. Um, Brent's going to need one for next one. <laughs> Please. <laughs> a good one. Just make sure it's a good one. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.